0: to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh, and Jim Price is with me. Hello, everybody. And
1: nice thanks, for, thanks for being here today, Josh. Thank we'll you for, uh,
0: for being there yesterday, Jim. I had to fix my Gosh. electricity, so it got it got fixed, though. Got the power back. Power. I got the power! You know, it, it's interesting to say I gotta fix my electricity. You know, how true is that, that we gotta fix the electricity within our own body? How about that? What are your thoughts on that? That we are electrical beings, electrical creatures.
1: Well, it makes more sense than actually just believing we're just goo. I mean, when you think about how we can have feelings, we can have goosebumps, we can have we sense something's wrong. We we know things that we can't really explain. It really allows us to really, you know, uh, make connection to who we really are. And then when we find out that what that is, then amazing how words have meanings and the frequency of those words and the the power behind that intent but we really have to be pay. we have to pay attention to those things and quit just thinking we're
0: just uh, a happenstance yeah absolutely and you know it, it's been a, actually a large portion of my research throughout my life is into that i mean that's kind of what i studied in uh studied in the military, and I studied before the military. I studied a little bit in college, got out of uh, the military, went to college, studied in college. And mm-hmm. uh, the more and more we look at it, it is as there's an electrical nature to the human body of how it operates. And it's quite interesting. There's a uh, a guy out there, and you know, I know we kind of mentioned him before, Dr. Robert Beck or Dr. Bob Beck. Mm-hmm. And he worked for uh, um, many universities, but most predominantly he worked for the Department of Defense, DARPA and help them dev- develop what's known as psychotronic type of weaponry. This is weaponry that utilizes electromagnetic frequencies to kind of manipulate the mind. Um, yeah. Now we have things like LRADS that are out there. Then we have these uh, these things that are happening in our embassy like what's known as Havana syndrome, right? Um, uh-huh. and, and we've all heard of MK Ultra. And right. there's aspects of MK Ultra that go into the electromagnetic spectrum of how they utilize various frequencies to manipulate you. Now it was interesting because Bob Beck was doing this one demonstration with uh, the pen, right? He rubbed the pen on his head and he kind of moved it around right. the room. And what, yeah. what that was doing was it was affecting the static field that exists around you. that everywhere you are at on this planet, there's a field of electrical energy, potential energy right. sitting around you, and it's called the static field. And that okay. just a little bit of electrons disrupting that can move that field, and if you pulse that pen, you rub it on your head, get some electrons on there, and you pulse that pen at about um you know one pulse every second, okay mm. Mm-hmm. You're going to have this kind of uneasy feeling. If you do it about nine pulses a second, which is equivalent to about the Schumann residence, you're going to kind of feel this like uh, you're going to feel good. You're going to feel relaxed. And if you go faster and faster, you're going to get anxious and anxiety. And this just goes to show that electromagnetic fields can actually affect your body, your mind, your mood, your consciousness, everything. And it's interesting because we were talking about this earlier, right, is uh, you know, the electricity. Why, why don't they run – internet lines on uh, electrical lines in the house. And I said, well, you're going to get uh, an attenuation from the lines. You're going to have a uh, basically disrupted uh, right. internet because the the yeah the 60 hertz is going to interrupt with the 2.4 gigahertz and the, the amount of power okay. that's coming out of that line. And when we start to think about that is, you know, right now I'm, I'm staring at a computer screen, which is millions mm. of little light-emitting diodes, LED... So there are just millions of them that are being illuminated by an electrical frequency that is repeating in a cyclic nature 120 times a second. Yep, Pulsing 120 times a second. Your TV pulses 120 times a second. Now, interesting enough, your phone pulses 120 to 240 times a second, depending on which phone carrier you have. Now, what's interesting about the 120 – or the 60s, because they're all derived from each other, is when you break that down, that's the standard 4-4 rhythm in music. Right.
1: Man, how much is it all connected, right? Harmonies, frequencies, how you hear, how you see, how you feel. And did you know that even if you put copper wire in your house plants and the pots, that they, they will pull, draw in the ambient energy and it'll actually uh, how your house plants will thrive with copper wire. You can do it in your garden the same way. Look up ether. Uh, there's an ether effect with gardening with copper wire, copper pipe or copper stake. And you will actually see an abundance because your plants actually will draw in that, that, fr- that ether power out of the atmosphere. And it will actually cause them to be They'll flourish. And people don't have to fertilize and do a lot of things we do because it's just part of the natural process of what we have globally when we think of we always think of ourselves in a little microsphere but it's actually the entire earth has all these energy bands things around us i mean and we just again i keep going back we're not just goo guys we're amazing beings we are amazing how we are put together and we should celebrate that and find out how to really fully fully embrace
0: who we are and what we are i I agree you know there's a lot of mysteries on this planet and I think that uh, today we're beginning to wake up and, and see more of those mysteries because I think a lot of them have been suppressed. You know, I was reading this article – or actually it was on Joe Rogan. And it was of yeah. all these uh, these miners from Alaska who had discovered troves, troves of woolly mammoth carcasses and skeletons um, oh, in mining operations. Yeah. You heard about this. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, this yeah. man discovered all of this. And what they did is they sent them to New York City on train loads of these things, like 200 train loads. Yeah, train loads, <laughs> 200,000 tons of bones. Um, and wow, they sent them to New York City, the Smithsonian. And the Smithsonian did a report on it. And they basically said, uh, we have no interest in this. All we need is one or two. We don't need hundreds of thousands. So they dumped them in the East River. Now, what's interesting Mm. is in the report, it talks about if this has a future archaeological um, significance, then this is the location. Now, the problem is, is that archaeology and paleontology are completely different, right? Right. So paleontology is the study of animals and everything like that. Archaeology is a study of kind of like human history and so the guy was uh, theorizing that there was most likely remnants of human skeletons that they dumped in the east river as well and uh, he actually gave the location out on the joe rogan show of of where all these things were and this is like ivory tusks and everything that you can think of that come with woolly mammoth um it's interesting and then i just saw yesterday that mike adams um uh, from naturalnews.com dot mm-hmm. tea on tv Um, He is going to be collaborating with uh, a lab to basically review evidence of uh, a cometary disaster that occurred 12,500 years ago. Did you hear about this? No, I didn't catch that. Yeah, so CWC Labs and Mike Adams will help analyze comet impact evidence tied to a fall of civilization 12,800 years ago, an interview with Dr. Melvin LeCompte said the Comet Research Group.
1: Is this part of the crater thing? Remember we talked about this a few months ago, maybe a year ago, about that crater in Arizona, creating that that blast? Is this part of that?
0: I I don't know if this is part of that. It doesn't say where they obtained the evidence from. Right. Um, or, actually, the physical evidence of the comet impact about 12,800 years ago includes specimens known as glass melt, nano diamonds, glass spherules, and trace of iridium and pl- uh, platinum. Uh, all found in sample cores drilled out of the earth across multiple continents. This physical evidence has already been found and confirmed across several continents. The physical evidence of the comet impact can be easily dated because it comes from a specific layer that, c- that can be carbonated due to the organic material. In addition, the extinction wow. of many animal species is abundantly apparent at this layer because many species no longer appear above that layer. Um, desert glass specimens caused meteorite impacts have been known by humans for thousands of years. Um, Libyan desert glass is believed to have been incorporated in the jewelry found in King Tut's cave. I actually have some Libyan desert glass; pretty cool stuff. Really. Yeah. Um, but what they're going to do is they're going to start looking at uh, the CRG, the Comet Research Group, and a scientists are going to use laboratory resources to validate and document physical evidence stemming from these historic impact events. Now, this is going to be interesting. You want to know what I think they're going to find? You ready for this one? What's that? Yeah. It's about 12,800 years ago. What they're going to find in this cometary debris is that it matches The composition of the moon. Ah,
1: the satellite. Mm.
0: I was going to
1: say Nancy Pelosi's uh, crib, but
0: anyway. No, no. Well, you know, listen. (laughs) I've uh, I've researched this stuff for a long time. This is one of the reasons that I got into the occult because you have to go to the occult. kind of history to understand really what a lot of this stuff is talking about. But did you know that the Greeks had a 360-day calendar? They didn't have a 365.25-day calendar. Um, They had a 360-day calendar. And what they did is they added the extra five days on as basically blank days at the beginning of the year. At the beginning of the year, you'd have five days off and they were known as five days of bad luck. What? Yeah. And the beginning of the year, by the way, was in April. Right. Okay, it was you know. April. And this is one of the reasons that we actually have April Fool's Day um, because they you mm. know, they, they looked at you as a fool if you celebrated those five days. Um, we're going to take a quick re- break. We'll be back with more Dark Light Show right after this. The
1: wind blew some luck in my direction. I caught it in my hands. A tricky French connection, you winked and gave me your okay. I'll take you on a trip beside the ocean and drop the top of chess. Dark to light on the WYSL stations.
0: All right, back to the Dark to Light show. And I know, I know we started talking about the electrical nature of of the universe and, and of the body, but now we're kind of onto this planetary cataclysm thing, right? But
1: all right, well, how easy is it to make those connections, though? I mean, think about—I mean, we didn't have to like make a jump or a stop at the conversation. It flows, and all this stuff is so interconnected. I, I just. I want people to realize we we really got to be mindful of the world around us. So I I, I just want to drop that. Note.
0: Oh yeah, no, you're right. And you know it, it's interesting because one one of the parts of my theory um, had came about, and uh, you know if you've ever read Velikovsky's um, Worlds in Collision. Um, mm-hmm. fascinating book. He proposed the theory that Venus was actually a comet that was captured by our our, our star um, right. and that as it passed by Earth um, to settle in its place that it's in right now, one of the reasons why it, it uh, um, has backwards revolutions is because uh, it was a comet, but as it passed by Earth, it creates massive cataclysms. There was uh, – I forget the guy's name. I think his name is uh, – he was a former uh, head of the U.S. Naval Observatory in the early 1900s. And um, he came out and said that there's uh, some big problems with our cosmological um, understanding of the world. He was, he was a predominant that Mars um, is not what we think it is. Okay. And so when we start to go into ancient script... Uh, Sumerian lore, Akkadian, um, even biblical references, Enoch, um, uh, one predominant Sumerian writing known as the Epics of Gilgamesh. Um We have yeah. the, uh, the Epic of uh, Tiamat, Tiamat and Absu. And what many people think happened here is that a story was being told. And we've actually uncovered various forms of evidence to substantiate this story. So one thing is Mars itself, it has uh, uh, cesium-123 in its atmosphere, but it's not at a surface level. So that calls that there were certain types of um, nuclear detonations that occurred in the atmospheric level. The other part is only one side of Mars has been bombarded by these massive impacts, not the other side. Um, wow. We have the, uh, the asteroid belt that goes between Mars and Jupiter, right? Right. Then we have our moon. One side of the moon is massively impacted. The other side of the moon, obviously the dark side, which we don't see because of the tidal locked of the moon, is not. Right. So we have the same kind of significance of Mars and the moon in the sense of these bombardments. Now, in the story of Tiamat from Mythology – is that her husband, Apsu, um, which is the Great Abyss... Can we are calling
1: it mythology and we just call it history?
0: Well, it, it, they, they put it in allegory, so you have to call it... Right. You have to give it allegorical connotations, right? But uh, Apsu's destroyed and uh, Tiamat seeks revenge and goes to the Earth and flies her dragons of fire over the Earth, raining down hell onto the people of Earth. And uh, she's eventually destroyed and being split in half by a god of Babylon known as Marduk. And Mm. Marduk, when he splits her in half, she spills her salty waters upon the earth. Now, the story is quite interesting. People, uh, Richard, Richard C. Hoagland and quite a few others have researched a lot of this phenomenon. What they've determined through kind of the dynamics of the orbital structures of the planets and kind of how everything moves is that a long, long time ago that there was a planet between Earth and Jupiter, a massive planet, water planet, that right. the ancestors called Tiamat. And that Tiamat was destroyed. Somehow, some way. it was destroyed, and it blew up, and if you imagine a, a, an explosion in space of a planet, right, if you go back to the Star Wars movies, you're going to have right. the explosion go out one direction, right, and then it's going to go out in another right. direction at that center point of explosion. And so that's why we have the asteroid belt, because that's the, the outer explosion ring. Mars and our moon were moons of this planet, and they got thrown out of the orbit. So this is why one side of Mars wow. is impacted with all these asteroids and then has a cesium in the atmosphere because this was a massive explosion. Mars gets thrown into its orbit. Phobos is just a piece of cometary debris from the planet, but all the right. other debris from this planet gets shot towards the sun, which gets gravitationally pulled in and produces a asteroid field. That Earth and Venus and everything else will have to rush through. Now, they say that this happened 66 million years ago. Okay? Mm -hmm. So now imagine this. 66 million years ago, this planet is destroyed in the solar system. It produces this massive debris field. And our planet goes through this debris field for millions of years well what's going to happen to the life on this planet when it starts moving through these massive points of debris like you know kind of let, let's just say um an object that's 10 percent the size of the earth hits the earth boom whatever life's on the planet is going to be destroyed well what happened about 66 million years ago right yes. it, yeah we had the, the, the dinosaurs it in, basically. It? yeah it does and so Here's the thing is then we can start mapping out these cataclysmic events throughout history. Now, as the 66 million years winds down and that asteroid field disperses and moves towards the sun and as we move through it more and more, it gets weaker and weaker and weaker. Now, every year we go through two various asteroid fields. We get the Leonids and the Personids, right? Right. What if these are just remnants of this old field? Oh, yeah. Now – It really would make sense. In mythology – there is talk about a time before the moon. Have you ever heard this?
1: Uh, yes, actually
0: I have, yes. Yep. Is that there's a talk of a time before the moon, that most, uh, some of the most ancient mythology on this planet doesn't actually call for a moon. Now, I want people to think about this in the sense of uh, planetary dynamics. Is mm-hmm. if this old calendar system was 360 days, a perfect circle around the sun... Right, That means that our orbit would have to be different. We'd have to be a little bit closer into the sun for that. Right. Okay. So let's assume that the moon that we have right now in the sky was one of these arbitrary objects that was ejected from this planet destroyed 66 million years ago. And the moon slowly, slowly declined its orbit over 66 million years. Right, and, and eventually, while it's in that but field. see, physicists
1: today say that that's actually happening. I mean, this is all backed up by current
0: science, right? Right, right, absolutely. And then let's just say 12,800 years ago that the moon came to that critical juncture, that critical point to where the Earth's gravitational field and the moon's gravitational field started pulling on each other. And the Earth pulled the moon into its gravitational field. Well, what would happen? Well, the Earth would begin what? volcanic eruptions, earthquakes, flooding, massive the tidal pressures. Would change shape. Yeah. yeah. The 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 continental structure would change shape, but you'd have massive flooding and all life and civilization on the planet would be inherently destroyed no matter how technologically advanced that society was. They would be yeah. systematically destroyed and knocked back into the ice age.
1: Whether they liked it or not, I mean, there, was, there would be nothing technologically they could do because of the tidal, the, the flexing of the mantle, the crust, and all that stuff. I mean, there's, I mean, right. you couldn't have stopped that,
0: right? Now, here's the other interesting part, is if that all happened only 12,800 years ago, and we captured the moon, that that means that the moon and the Earth would have basically produced a balance within that orbit. And so this right. orbit would be basically perfect after it become balanced out. And what is the the orbit of the moon right now around the earth? It's basically perfect.
1: Right. And it's and it's constantly facing and yeah. No, that's, and, but see the thing is you could see that it through history. There seems to be this weird little thing where 12,000 years, there's this step change. There's something there that, you know, you go back to, and then you go forward and there's this little, uh, and it's like, well, what was going on before? What's going on after? And why, is it, what happened in that moment? And there really hasn't been a really great explanation for that.
0: Right. Now now go back to the, the story of uh, ancient Sumeria and the Anunnaki and the ninth planet. The ninth planet that would always come in contact or come into the orbit of Earth and cause havoc. This wasn't a planet. This was the moon that we went by every 3,800 years that was in this massive asteroid field.
1: Right. Is this part of Naboo, the, the planet Naboo or whatever Nibiru. they Yeah, this One would have been Nibiru. Supposedly the shadow planet. Nibiru or whatever Yeah. 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 Hmm. Wow. Well, <clears throat> well, now that we've just uh, wrecked the brains of all of <laughs> <laughs> just... Guys, guys, it, it's just fine. You know, everything's great, and uh, Kevin McCarthy is not your president. Or wait, uh, whatever that is. He's not your speaker. You then. know, <laughs> that's right. <laughs>
0: Kevin McCarthy is still uh. not the speaker of the house. All right, guys. We're going Dr. talk to the light show. We'll be right oh, back yeah. in just one minute.
1: to light on the wysl stations
0: all right jim we're back and we're talking conspiracy today why not but you um, right. we don't talk about conspiracy yeah. um we're gonna get into the speaker of the house stuff here in a second and uh i i think we're gonna we're gonna stick on this 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 talk on the cons- conspiracy stuff but i want to touch on this important news um DeMar, DeMar Hamlin is, is awake and well, and uh, he, is, he is sitting up, he is speaking. So for all the Bills fans out there, that is some breaking news out there if you have not heard. Um, he is uh, looking like he's uh, doing well on the recovery.
1: Right. Well, you know, that seems completely normal, right, Josh? A massive heart attack, wheeled off the field. That seems normal. And I'm not trying to discount his recovery, but there's still some questions that we all have out there that... And just like the caller they called in yesterday, um, you know, it, it seemed that they had a protocol set up for this. Somehow they knew exactly what they needed to do: cool his body down, doing all these things. Uh, maybe they've already knew that this was going to be happening or has been happening, and they just haven't bothered to tell us. And then this popped off in the middle of uh, Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. So uh, exactly. There's maybe more out there than we realize.
0: One hundred percent. Well, I think goodness. there's a lot more going on out there than we realize. And twenty twenty three is going to really unveil that to people um right. but our our thoughts and our prayers go with his family and and demar's uh demar there for a speedy recovery and uh, on the other side of the house we have uh, kevin mccarthy who still does not have enough votes to become speaker of the house and yesterday matt what? getz came out and uh you know he nominated donald john trump as speaker of the house which it's got a lot of people in uproar, but uh, I wouldn't dig into that too much. I don't think too much is going to happen out of that. Right.
1: Well, I mean, the thing is, is I, it's, it's amazing how we, we're seeing this theater go on. And I, I said, you know, like we said earlier, you know, I've said earlier it's like I'm glad everybody's paying attention to this stuff. I'm glad we're getting more people involved in their government because this is the only way we actually affect government is us paying attention to it, drawing our energy to it, looking at it, you know, examining it. If we let them continue to go on, well, don't complain when you're in the cage. You know, it's just mm-hmm. you got to be mindful of your freedom and live life with purpose. Don't let them just walk around, do what they want. So, yeah, this is a deal where maybe this is a great education process for a lot of people no different than the 2020 election or 2022 election. That maybe there might be some things
0: wrong with the, how your government does a few things around your life. Yeah, man, it, it's... Um... It's going to be interesting. I do think Kevin McCarthy will eventually get the speaker position. Um, And what does that mean? I I actually just wrote a Substack article for anybody out there, redpillproject.substack.com. And the Substack article is, is Trump playing both sides? And I I do believe he is. And what I mean both sides is both sides of the GOP. Is that I think that he played Kevin McCarthy. I think that these 20 Freedom Caucus members are basically doing this um, at the guise of Trump. And they're doing it on purpose to show how Trump has authority over Congress, that he is hijacking the GOP with America first and there's nothing they can do about it.
1: Right. Right don't forget about me over here. Hello. Hey, speaking about all this stuff, and I didn't get the chance to talk about the Brunson brothers case that uh, the Supreme Court's going to be talking about today, and I mm-hmm. I think there's so much tie in between. By the way, Josh, are we supposed to do our moment of silence for January 6th and Nancy Pelosi's victimhood today? Aren't we supposed to do some kind of like homage or I don't know lay flowers Well, yeah, down? yeah, J-
0: Jim, you know, it's actually it's interesting. I was thinking about this last night. And what uh, what everybody needs to do is they need to go to their gun safe. They need to grab their life rifles. And they just need to, to take their rifle, point it up to the sky in remembrance of all the unarmed individuals who failed at an insurrection two years ago. Yeah, the Wait, most secure building on earth. It, yeah, that, that doesn't make any sense at all. The most it wasn't bu- secure
1: an building on earth, and you can get in there with a plastic flagpole. You'll be fine.
0: <laughs> you can get in there with a plastic flagpole. Um, yeah, it makes it makes complete sense, right? They have magnetically locking doors and windows at that place. They push okay. a button, and that thing goes on complete lockdown. Yep.
1: Well, anyway, but back to our Kevin McCarthy. I mean, I, I feel so fu- sorry for the guy. I think he's gotten a facelift or some work done this year, right? He's really prettied up quite a bit in the last six months, and I really think it's... I mean, obviously, he's building himself. I, I I was trying to keep straight face on that. I, what? Anyway, all right, never mind. It, it, Kevin McCarthy's trying so hard. He's working the deals. I mean, are we going to end up getting screwed off anyway? Is the American public going to pay for his lack of leadership? Or was that, Are we going to end up paying the big price at the end?
0: Hmm. Hell, you know, I... Uh... I think that what Trump is doing right now is flexing his muscles with his control over Congress. I mean, you have well over 100 congressmen that he put in the place that are loyal to him. And that you have these 20 Freedom Caucus, uh, Freedom Caucus members that are basically flexing his muscles for him right now. Um, even though he's yeah. a guy, Kevin, I, I'm telling people to vote for you. They're just not listening to me. And I think he's playing both sides on this aspect. <laughs> but I, I think what's going to happen is, is Donald Trump is putting Congress in check right now. Showing them that you're going to pass a legislation that is America first, that you're going to investigate the 2020 election, you're going to investigate January 6th committee, you're going to investigate the Democrats, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden's laptop, you're going to do these things, and and that we're not playing around. This is not a game.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's that. I mean, thank you. Thank you. I mean, no matter how it's getting done. Thank you. I mean, I, I, I how can you fault that type of a mission statement?
0: Right. Yeah. It's exactly right, is, is how do you. But, you know, so that's kind of the news for today. We have the, the Brunson Brothers um, case is, uh, is on the desk for referral today to the Supreme Court. So they have about 80 to 90 cases that are on the desk today. They're in a, a closed-door session. So the, the nine justices are in a closed-door session. And they have about 80 cases that are brought in and 10 pre-selected. We don't know what those pre-selected are. Typically what they do is they just review the 10 pre-selected and they run with them. And they just ignore the other 80 or so. Um, So we don't know if – They pulled
1: this case into themselves though. They they went down to to the appeals court and brought this in.
0: Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. So what happened – Uh, When I talked to Loy, he kind of explained what happened, is that they had filed Rule 11 on the case, which basically got it away from the appeals court and immediately pushed into the Supreme Court. When they did that, one of the secretaries over at the uh, Supreme Court contacted him and helped him rush it through. What happened after that is the appeals court actually approved it to go to the Supreme Court. And so they dropped the Rule 11 from the case right and so you know yes the supreme court did kind of call them up contact them help them and and guide them what they needed to do how they needed to do all this Um, i don't know if that's typical or not he said that he's done other supreme court cases and he's never seen that before okay but uh you know that could be a sign that something good could happen today uh in the my perspective of what's happened historically if it happens, I'm going to be excited. If it doesn't happen, it's exactly what I expected. Right. <laughs> but, but you also have Loy's case that is still in the appellate courts. And then you have everybody else who can go out there and follow their blueprint really cheaply and do the same thing and replicate the process.
1: Pro se. Pro se. Do it by yourself. No lawyer intended. Well, there's also two other cases they have out there too that are still floating around. So – they haven't gone away. This is not the first. This is the first of what they've got out there that's still moving through the process.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's Loy's case is still in the appellate court, and then you have other cases as well that'll be coming down the road. All
1: right. Well, it's exciting. It's if it does. I think. I think what if this if the Supreme Court does this and they do they do exercise this case. Um, it's going to give the power to the people to go in and actually take control of a lot of things in their life that they have defaulted to attorneys and the and the justice system that really should be more of an individual freedom and liberty effect. I mean, honestly, I don't think the the case has I don't think it has much fallacy. I think it's really built on just exactly how the Constitution was written. You know that we should hold these people accountable for their bad do- you know their bad actions, including justices. You know, you know, judges, DAs, prosecutors—all these different people that do these things that just run past our rights and privileges that we have as as Americans. I think it's it's a real great lesson in what our power as is, is in the individual or the citizen to push back and say, "Hey, we're going to hold you accountable. And if you're not going to do it right, goodbye." Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, you might need to go report to jail because you've broken laws. And uh, <laughs> too many times we're giving these public officials or these these public servants' immunity, where they don't deserve it. There's no, there's no, there's no immunity for these people. In fact, they should be held to a higher standard than we are, because they're not, ba- they're bound by the Constitution and limited by the Constitution as a public servant, where we're not. We have, we have the, the Constitution only limits the government. It never once says that we are limited. It always says government. These people have these rights and privileges. Leave them alone. And by the way, there's a bunch of them that we are not even going to list here. So just stay out of their way.
0: But look Jim, at you're a radical. At. for For goodness' sake, you sound so <laughs> radical that that people shouldn't be limited in their freedoms. What What are you talking about ah, here? Ah, conspiracist.
1: Yeah, you that's conspiracist. me. I got i go. I'm a card carrying guy. I mean, I. We, I don't we should know. do that. We I mean, should go I mean, think about how great a would be just to default conspiracy. to freedom, right? Default, default to freedom, to freedom. <laughs> not incarceration. That's what our government really was founded on. And, our, and, our, and the in and the founding fathers who were actually what was the average age of the founding fathers what 28 or something like that it was about they were a bunch of old guys age. yep yeah these were young guys who understood what it was to go to war to, to fight
0: for freedoms crazy we'll be back with more Dark Delight Light show right after this <laughs>
1: Dark to light on the WYSL stations.
0: All right, back to the Dark to Light show, and uh, welcome back to you know to the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. You gotta wonder what's it going is on. A, it is man. a game,
1: isn't it? it uh. This
0: is a this is an interesting time to be alive. You know, I, obviously, I don't remember any other time being alive, but. You know, when we look at what's unfolding right now in the world, man, man, oh my God, what a great time to be alive, Jim.
1: Oh, absolutely. It really is. I mean, think about it. I mean, we're seeing a transition of people of understanding who they really are and what they really are, but then also the, the what the government really is and what they really are and the lies mm-hmm. and the manipulation. I mean, think about everything we've talked about today so far. We've talked about time dilation. We've talked about the earth, the solar system. We've talked about our electromagnetic fields around us, around the earth. We've talked about plants. We've talked about dinosaurs. We've talked about, I mean, all these things. And how, could we have really had this much of a conversation where people could follow it six years ago, eight years ago, mm-hmm. two years ago. I mean, there's so much about what's going on now that we should be just like, Oh, this is it. This is it. Like th- I get to be a part of this. Amazing awakening, right? The people use this word quite flippantly now as "great awakening. and things like that. So this is a difference, right? Where the awakening is really individual. But imagine that we now get to have these conversations without the immediate resistance of superstition and tradition, which causes people to actually create cages or boxes for themselves that they can't get out of. And we get to have these open conversations. We should be just like, yes, this is awesome. Don't stop. Let's look. What else is there? Like Oh, do you want to talk about dinosaurs? Let's do dinosaurs. Let's do mythology. Let's, yes. And, and instead, you know, we still get, we, as a human nature, we're still resistant of change, right? Mm-hmm. But what what makes a human change? Pain. Well, isn't it a little painful to watch some of this stuff right now? So it makes you want to change. So, hey, maybe change isn't always so bad, but live life with purpose, right? Don't, if we just keep doing what we've been doing, don't expect a different outcome. It's the same old stupid thing, right? But now... We get to do something different. This whole vote with Congress and all this, this House thing, I really like it. I I, I think – I really do. I know it sounds like it's just really laziness and all this other stuff, but I like it because it's creating conversation and it's putting focus on where we should be all the time instead of that hamster wheel of debt that we put ourselves on. This is a great time. I mean, like you said, I'm enjoying it. I, I'm, and it, it, Just about because of we get something to talk about it. But just I get to see humanity wake up. Mm-hmm. Wake up.
0: I'm, I'm right along there with you. It, it is time for humanity to wake up. We need these types of conversations around the house. You need all types of conversations around the house, right? It's not just yeah. about, you know, politics all the time. If your world revolves around politics, then you need to step back and you need to go read a book, right? Um, right. Typically when my kids, they, uh, you can see them get into these habits and behaviors, all right? They just continuously do the same thing over and over and over again. And I'm that person that steps in and says, hey, hey, go read a book. And they're like, no, I don't want to. And I'm like, I'll pay you per page. And they're like, okay, I'll go read a book, right? Right.
1: Yeah. Now this is it. I mean, we get to be a part of that. And uh, what about this though? When we were talking about energy earlier, something popped Mm -hmm. in my head. Remember the kids themselves work in Theta Brain till about six or seven? Yeah. Which means the world around them is really an imaginative world. Like everything to them is real and and they can create anything they want their minds are expansive and but yet what do we do with our kids from that that zero to seven put them in front of the boob tube to watch you know sesame street to Mm -hmm. watch blues clues all this crap what if we really changed the model of those first six seven years of a child and spoke languages and taught them how their body works and how they connect to the earth and those things what would it be like in just 10, 15, 20 years that we would see such a dramatic change in the how we actually experience Earth if we actually tied that into the first few years when kids can really expand their brains?
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's what we should be doing is throwing them into various different types of, of um, social structures that actually go out there and, and train their minds to, to learn how to learn right? Mm-hmm. To become curious about things, inquisitive about things, to go out there, observe nature, to see nature for what, you know, th- this is what elementary school should be about. Elementary school should be about from that age of when we put them in that school of that four years of age or five years to like seven, they should be yeah. out in nature. They should be out there, you know, at least watching documentaries about nature, about how everything operates, right? Yeah. Because this gives that level of curiosity, and then what happens is you show them how to learn. Oh, I like dinosaurs. Oh, well, here, here's a book. And you can, you can learn this thing called reading. And reading will teach you more about dinosaurs. Right. And then what we can do is we can go to the zoo and we can see dinosaur. And this, this is the type of things that we needed to be doing with our children. I agree 100%. Right.
1: Next level question. How to ask that next question, not just take the information, but take the information and then go, oh, wait, what about this? Well, if you said this works, well what if would this work with that? You know, and, and it and it creates that curiosity, but it also creates knowledge. And we're not we're 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 not just perpetuating, we're building on past knowledge, which makes us build on, build on, build on, which means we can actually become far better than just regurgitating the same old test, the same old crap, the same old the right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Man. Oh, I hit my mic. Oh, no. Did you fall down? You okay? <laughs> no running in the hallways. <laughs> we got your back. Did we lose you? Oh, no, Josh. Don't go away on me now. Oh, we got the last five minutes of the show. All right, guys. Well, while <laughs> we we'll wait for Josh to come back. Or hopefully, we got him going here. Um, I don't know if you can hear him or he can hear me, but anyway. I hit my that. mic.
0: We, I hit my mic. My you apologies.
1: You touched your mic. On air, sir, don't be doing that. Uh, I think there's an FCC regulation or something out there. No Uh, touching of mics on air. (laughs)
0: but we are back and and, you know we need to do more shows like this these kind of like maybe that's what we do is Friday becomes this kind of uh, conspiracy oriented show where we talk about all these other yeah these other topics like the electrical nature of the human body how proteins are nothing more than electrical dipoles and that things like the COVID virus that were genetically altered to basically become more electrically receptive because you have something known as an ACE2 receptor that sits all Mm -hmm. throughout your body this ACE2 receptor is the key that opens the the doorway to the cell, and it's electrically activated. And we have something like the potassium um, um, sodium potassium gating in your cell that is actually initiated by this ACE two receptor. And that these spike proteins are nothing more than electrical dipoles that are picking up a signal. They're going in there and they're electrifying that ACE two receptor to open up the cell so that viral DNA can go inside there and replicate. And this is what made it more tra- um, transmissible. And so. Right. I think it's important to have these types of discussions.
1: Yeah. Well, that, and that's right there. If you're just thinking about that, I mean, then it's like, well, wait, what do you mean they did this? They modified that? Why would they modify it? Why did they want us shedding this? Why do they want us spreading this? What What is it they're really doing? And so this goes to that next level questioning. Again, not just taking it, not just, oh, hey, oh, cool, there's a new vaccine. I need it. You know, I was like, what? No, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. I, yeah, I, I just, it hurts my brain. To think about how many people willfully went out and pursued something that they had no information on. When you go buy a car, don't you test drive it? Don't you kick the tires? Don't you do some reviews? Don't you ask a friend? But yet, we're going to go put a government chemical that you can never remove out of your body. Just wildly put that in your body. You could sell a car easily, you know. But you do all this research on that. But yet, this is this is fine. Oh, I I found out with uh, the the uh, oh. Looks like we got to get ready to go, so yeah. uh, <laughs> I'll let you end the oh, show. Oh,
0: crazy. Well, guys, you all have a great weekend, and we will see you next yeah. week on The Dark lecture Show.